Hello everyone, welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season two and episode 19. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and verse three, the Lord spoke to the prophet while he was in prison and the Lord said to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes his presence is not keenly evident, but I assure you he is there. All we need to do is look for him. And when you find him, you will find that you can achieve a life of hope and contentment. It is a subject that many try to avoid, but worthy of dialogue. And that is the subject of mental health. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I can't think of a better time to talk about mental health than after the year we've just had. It's not normal for anyone to be told to shelter in place for almost a year. And if it weren't sheltering in place, you were wearing apparatus to help you maintain your safety. It's been a, it's been a harrowing experience and it's still not over. We're hearing that the vaccinations that have been administered so far may need a booster in the next six to nine months. And while I'm no scientist, I do trust the gifting that God has given our medical personnel, especially when I'm dealing with something to the magnitude of COVID. With all of that said, what I really want to talk about is the health of our mind. People suffering with mental health issues is not new. As I was scanning my Bible this week, I had to go back to the patriarch Abraham because the anguish he suffered was exacerbated by those within his own household. As much as most would like to deny it, families can be messy. And over the years, we've heard people echo over and over again that they come from a dysfunctional family. And I must say that I too am no exception. Social media is not a good gauge of how people are doing. If I were to gauge the health of families based on the stories on Facebook and other social media platforms that I've read, I would comfortably say that they are more than likely to some degree exaggerated. Everyone is fine, achieving great success, the stories are glowing, but rarely do I read of someone who is suffering emotionally and especially mentally. Mental suffering is immobilizing and can bleed over into other areas affecting other areas of our life and it can be perpetuated by or through no fault of our own. Additionally, once it gets started, it can carry over from generation to generation. I'm a witness. I've seen it in my own life and I found that in order to heal from it, you have to address it and stop hiding from what is clearly visible. So I thought I'd take a moment to examine the mental turmoil in the family of our biblical patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's start with Abraham. What his story lets us know is that you can be blessed by God, walk with God, have ultimate trust and confident faith in God, and someone can come along to shake your very foundation, uh, especially your solid foundation of faith that you stand on. God made a covenant with Abraham. Notice I said he made the covenant with Abraham, but others unbeknownst to him were going to be a part of that plan. There was going to be some impossible things that were going to happen. First, his wife, who was well past childbearing age, was going to get pregnant. Now, you know, without me providing any additional explanation, what has to happen in order for someone to get pregnant. So while it may have been exciting to hear such news, 
there had to be some level of anxiety as to how this was going to happen since Sarah was well past the ability, according to human terms, to have a child. The, ba the Bible said that when Sarah heard the news of her impending pregnancy that she laughed. Was she mocking God or was the laughter a nervous anticipation or a level of mental anxiety? I mean, Sarah was 89 years old and Abraham was 99. Do I need to say anything more? So let's keep going. God's message may have left Sarah hopeful for a while, but, you know, after 10 years of waiting and no baby, she decided that God needed some help. She was going to assist him with his plan. So what did she do? She sent her co concubine, Hagar, in to sleep with her husband. Now, keep in mind, Hagar had no say-so because she was a servant. And as such, she had to be obedient to her mistress's bidding. She gets pregnant, has the baby. Yet God told Abraham that the baby was going to come from his own loins. So let's fast forward. Sarah gets pregnant, has a baby, named him Isaac, meaning to laugh. Sarah sees Hagar, Hagar's son outside mocking Isaac, and he asks Abraham to send Hagar and her son away. The son of Hagar's name was Ishmael, and he had nothing to do with all of this, and yet he's left in the desert with his mom. The boy is crying, and they are almost without water, and the only hope they had was of dying. There's a story of, theirs is a story of dysfunctional, not operating normally or abnormal. And in it, we see damaged relationships between uh, families and between workers. We see damaged relationships between siblings and within families. Think about it. From the beginning of time, there's been dysfunction. Cain and Abel, Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau. Mental illnesses are associated with distress and or problems functioning in social work or family activities. So you can see from Abraham's story, there is some distress going on um, on several fronts. So let's look a little further into Abraham's extended family. So he does have a child and he names him Isaac. So Isaac grows, he takes a wife. And the wife becomes pregnant, but the pregnancy was troublesome to his wife, Rebecca. Remember I said that mental health issues can um, be generational and can, can travel down. Um, and it looks like that's what's happening with Isaac. His wife, Rebecca, she was in so much pain when she was pregnant that she prayed that she would die. She said, according to the word, she said, if it is like this, why go on living? She went to the Lord and the Lord answered her, telling her that there were two people in her womb and that one would be stronger than the other, and that the younger would rule the older. Which, in fact, uh, if you understand Jewish custom, it goes against custom. Usually the elder is the one, that, uh, the, the, so the heir, initial heir, uh, apparent. So let's move on. She has the babies, the younger holding on to the eldest's heel. They grow. There's favoritism between Isaac and Rebecca. Rebecca decides to deceive Isaac, and puts a ruse in place so that Jacob, the younger, will receive the blessing that God had already said he was going to have anyway, but she had to get involved. But he was going to receive the blessing from his father instead of Esau, his twin brother. And now Esau is suffering from mental anguish because of what has been stolen from him. And Jacob is sent hiding out in his uncle's home. And so it continues. Can you see the distress that's being caused within the family, the ongoing dysfunction and how it affects the, the, the individuals immediately, but also people around them. Mental illness is not just one single thing, and it takes on many forms and identities. Getting bad news can send you into a tailspin, 
And if you don't have good coping skills, you may find yourself getting out of control. Mental unrest can be caused by work stress, school stress, illness, burnout, peer pressure. Think of those bully bullies out there who terrorize others, leading the bully to do things they normally would not do because they can't handle the pressure anymore. Uh, mental unrest can be caused by grief or loneliness, isolation, hormone changes, lack of sleep, and so much more. And some situations and conditions are more severe than others. I recently read that agitation is not a condition of mental stress, but it can be a symptom of depression or another mental health condition, such as, such as bipolar disorder and, or, and or schizophrenia. I stated earlier, I'm no doctor, but I trust the doctors, those who have devoted years to studying and learning the human anatomy and the mind. The list of things that cause mental unrest is extensive, and no two situations are alike. As I briefly spoke about the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they all suffered in some ways from mental upheaval. Abraham's distress was brought about by having to put his son Ishmael out, but he had prayed and asked God what to do before sending him away. The word said that this request worried Abraham because he was concerned about Ishmael's safety and, and welfare. And God said to Abraham that it was okay to do so as Sarah requested and that he would make Ishmael's descendants into a great nation. So Abraham provided food and water and sent them away as he was instructed to do. According to Genesis 21, hear what it says. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, do not be distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the slave into a nation also, because he is your offspring. You hear that word distressed? Abraham was distressed, which means he suffered extreme anxiety, sorrow, or pain. Isaac also suffered. He had a wife named Rebecca, became pregnant. She became pregnant, suffered during the pregnancy that she thought death was better than you know, extending or going through the pregnancy. But God reassured her. Uh, that there were two nations in her womb, and that is why she was having the, dis the, the trouble. In scripture it said, it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out of the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. So now this is telling you the story of, I, uh, of um, Isaac and how uh, he deceived his brother and how that mental unrest started. And basically it started with, him sell Esau, his brother, selling his birthright. I know I'm giving all this biblical information, but um, it's, it's worthy to really look at these families to see how they struggled. And Isaac, he, was, uh, he gave that blessing to, um, I'm sorry, yes, Isaac uh, trembled with fear because as he trembled with fear, he realized that he had given the blessing to Jacob and not Esau. And the word says that Isaac trembled very exceedingly. And then when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry. So there was a lot of anxiety and fear and fear and anxiety can affect all of us every now and then. It's only when it is severe and long lasting that doctors call it a mental health problem. Jacob suffered mental unrest. It says in great fear and distress that Jacob divided the people who were with him. Now that's when he was coming back to, when the, the Lord told him to go back uh, home. 
And so he knew he would encounter his brother and he was afraid. And it's, he said, Jacob prayed, Oh God of my father, Abraham, God of my father, Isaac, Lord, who, who you, who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives and I will prosper you. I'm unworthy of all your kindness and faithfulness. He said in his prayer, he said, you have shown your servant great mercy. He said, I have, I had only my staff when I crossed the Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, he says, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he's going to come and he's going to attack me. And so he sent, his, he sent groups of his family ahead, hoping that that would help dissolve some of the anger and the mental unrest that he had, but also some of the hatred that his brother had for him. Remember I said that sometimes your mental unrest can be at the hands of another. And the ongoing dysfunction in Abraham's family affected generations to come. There's much to be said about how others can be the originators or the exacerbators of your mental unrest. And understanding and finding the source of it can be the beginning of healing. Abraham suffered, but Abraham also had trust in God. And it was when he trusted God that his mind was quieted because it was his faith and trust in God that garnered him. Isaac suffered because of his deceit acted upon him by his wife and son. Jacob was the outlier who suffered because he listened to his mother, but he prayed and it was God who delivered him. You hear these stories? You hear where their peace came? Our faith in God is an, is an effective source for healing. In fact, I would say he is the ultimate source of healing. However, if your faith has not reached that level of trust, it's okay. There are well-trained professionals out there who can get you to a place of healing. I encourage you, trust them, go to them. This is a really important subject, and so we're going to continue talking about it next week and give you some more examples through biblical literature of individuals who suffered from mental unrest and how they overcame it, or if they overcame it. You'll hear about people who like Nebuchadnezzar, who unfortunately um, did not overcome, not in a way where he trusted God. He was an evil king, but we'll continue to talk about that subject next week. Until next time, however, God bless you, and be sure to see the sunrise, to see Christ in your everyday situations.